But man, we're back. The Tony and Mad Max show here on this Sunday morning. 1020, oh, yes, man. Different. Yep, different day. Yep. But, a happy, you know, a what? happy, a happy Yankee fan you are. Yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress, man. It's still, it's it's still an uphill battle. Acquiring or, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo over the weekend. And Anthony Rizzo, his debut did result in a homer right away. And he had a home run last night. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes, man. Like I said, uphill battle. They're still down in the wild card. I think that I think the AL East is done, but you, you just got to win games and hope that these other teams in front of you can start losing some games. Yeah. It's the name. That's really all you could hope for. Yankees is going to come down to pitching. Yeah, exactly. It always does with that team because they always have all the bats, they have all the hitters. I don't I feel as though they didn't address the pitching at the trade deadline like they should have. Like address well, well they did trade for Andrew Heaney, mm-hmm. who's a pitcher from, from Anaheim. They got him. Mm-hmm. And um, they should have did a little more, though. And I feel the same way about the Mets. They they grabbed the pitcher from the Cubs in the trade with Javi Baez, but that pitching the Mets, Degrom's out till September. Syndergaard isn't coming back till September. This Mets team has a real issue with pitching now. They got all these bats coming in here. I think the, they, the Mets should have. Well, made they won it. last. Well, they they won last night by a miracle. Their, their bullpen's been saving them. I forget about the starting pitching, man. The, the bullpen's been saving their asses. Yeah, it has been. Trevor May, Edwin Diaz. Yeah, these guys have been pulling through. And it gives the offense some opportunities to come back into games. And they've been and, and they've been they've been comeback kids all season long. Drury how and, many, and uh, Dom Smith last night. Yep. Think about how many like comebacks they've had all season <clears throat> where they were either down like by like three, four runs in the late innings and they just storm back. It's like people go crazy about the offense, which I get, but I think that, I think that timely offense means more than just overall offense. I agree. Because I mean, you're not going to score 10 runs in the playoffs. The key to postseason winning is getting that big hit in the seventh inning down by a run. You know, fighting off pitches, working a walk, getting men on base so that you can put pressure on the pitcher and the defense so that maybe you could scratch off a run and maybe get a big a, a big insurance run in the late innings, thus giving your bullpen a little bit more breathing room when they get back on the mound. These things matter more than hitting three run home runs or, you know, just, just, just destroying a reliever for like for, for six runs in, 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 in an inning, you know, because they don't really happen in the postseason. No, you're all, you're all, you're, you're, you're facing the best teams in the sport. They're not going to put their, they're not going to put their team in a situation where they're going to give up six runs in, in, in an inning. It's not going to happen. So the best thing to do is to work to manufacture runs. Now, manufacturing runs 
is very much a dying art in baseball now. Like nobody manufactures runs. No. <laughs> it's all about launch angle, get the ball in the air, exit velo, you know, put the ball in, in the seats. So, but when you do see a, a little hint of, 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 of run manufacturing, it's it it it's really entertaining to see, at least, but you just don't see it anymore. You don't. No. But um, yeah. So that's the thing with the baseball. Um, Conforto was has been getting booed lately, and for the right reason. I really yeah, don't he's understand. Been struggling bad. I mean, he's, I don't he's, know. he stinks. Get him off the team. I've been calling for this guy for a while now. He hasn't had a good season. I'm talking since 2017 when he was an All Star. I don't know why this team clings on to him. I, I really don't. I think we should trade him right away. He's always well, injured. Well, number one, the trade deadline is over. Number two, he's a free oh, yeah. agent of af- course. Af- after this year. Good. See ya. So, <laughs> so that means so, – so, so they can let him walk if they feel that way. But I just don't really see him just being let, 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 off, let, let off easily. No, I don't. I think they're going to give him a contract extension, to be honest, which he doesn't deserve. I think they should really bring in another bat. I wanted them to get Baez and Chris Bryant. I wanted to say goodbye, Conforto. I was I was like one of the only Mets fans saying that. Get rid of this guy. I mean, the well, Mets fans are pulling him every night. Well, you weren't alone on the whole Chris Bryant train. And I'm yeah, telling no, you, man. Everyone, all these Mets fans wanted Chris Bryant, but there was nothing. I was looking on Twitter. I'm like, why aren't people calling, oh, trade Conforto to get people? Like, that's what I would do. His value was so down. Yeah, it's probably low. You, you you wouldn't be able to get anybody of of real import. Wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, but I'll tell you, the Mets are still in first place. Their division is horrible. They they're lucky they're back. in first place because they do not play like a first place team. The pitching okay. is. It's just they horrible. really get off by the skin of their teeth, man. They have had comeback wins that you would be like, "Wow, like this team just doesn't give up." And now the Aces is out until December, into December, September. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? and we'll see, man. That's just what they're saying is like, it's like a minimum. Hopefully, there's no further setbacks because if you get to another setback, then you're talking about possibly season ending. Mm-hmm. And when you say Degrom out for the season, that's your season done for the season. And this is this is on Cohen and Sandy Alderson not making moves at the trade deadline. They should have got another bat and they should have got another pitch it, pitcher hundred percent. Rich Hill isn't gonna do anything in my opinion. He, I, mean, what's I think if Max Scherzer would have been more open to going to, to, to New York, I think that the Mets front office would have pulled all the strings. Probably to get this guy to get this guy here. Scherzer would have been the perfect, the perfect trade deadline acquisition where it would have been a statement to the rest of the league. But he just didn't want to go to New York. And he ended up with the Dodgers, who seemed to really acquire everybody, man. That yeah, apparently, stop apparently the, they're the Nets of basketball, uh, of baseball. The Nets or the Lakers, man. Forget the Nets, man. How about yeah, the Lakers. Lakers. Everyone another... wants to go to the Lakers now. Everyone wants to go to the Lakers now. I don't we're gonna... get that shit. Yeah, we're going to get into that because you got to oh, be heated. And, and, and this I'm is not, like, heated. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, 
why? Like, where's this Laker love coming from? I mean, like, the, the, the Lakers didn't even make it to the freaking second round. I get it from injuries and stuff, but we'll get to that. That's, yeah. But, yeah, the Dodgers have really no filter whatsoever when it comes to, you know, Getting just acquiring players. players. I mean, you win the World Series, you bring back props practically your entire free agent class you including justin turner who we thought was going to command a pretty big contract on the market he weighed his time and he just couldn't find anything and they just went back to the dodgers mm-hmm. like oh we'll take you back and then they got and the, then, oh, the disgraceful yeah, then, oh, bauer yeah then they signed bauer and then all the and then all the fuck fuck shit went down with him <laughs> and then like oh, okay He's done. Oh, wait, Max Scherzer, Hall, Hall of Fame pitcher. Come here. We got yeah. you. <laughs> Don't you kind of wish that every baseball front office was like that? Yeah, I do. I, I wish the Mets were. I wish the Yankees were too sometimes. I mean, you oh, said, no. they well, in recent years, they haven't been, but that's the thing. Yeah. Over the years, they they were the place to go to, but as of Base, recent, baseball is such baseball is is in such a very ass backwards place right now. It's a non cap sport where I would say well over half of the teams don't even want to spend money. Nope. It's like they have that they have that great advantage that I think all the other players and all the other leagues would dream of. And the baseball front offices just don't even take the, that advantage at all. Most of them don't. The only teams that take the advantage of not having a cap are the Dodgers, the Padres. I'm about it in recent years. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers, the Padres, the Red Sox. And I, I mean, the Yankees once were, but in recent years, it's, that's kind of been like tapered off. I would say that the Mets with their new owner, we'll see what happens in this upcoming off season, whether Steve Cohen is going to flex his billionaire muscles, multi-billionaire muscles, but that's pretty much it. There's nobody else really like nobody else spends heavy money. Nobody else has the, you see more teams let their star players leave Mm -hmm. instead of paying them. Instead of like freeing. the Nationals or yeah, the, the Cubs. Nationals. Look at the Cubs trading everyone away. Those teams were champions not that long ago. Cubs were in 2016, Nationals 2019, and other teams are blown up. You see more teams blow up their franchises than actually make them perennial winners all over the place. Why did the Indians have to trade Francisco Lindor? You couldn't pay. How can you not pay the guy? Who else is getting paid big time in Cleveland that, that's blocking you from giving Lindor a big contract? Exactly. The guy was a franchise player. He was drafted by you. He was brought in by you, developed by you. Why are you letting him go? It's unbelievable, Do you think man. the Mets have the best infield in baseball right now with the acquisition of – Javi Baez. They have a pretty, they have a pretty nice up the middle defense. 
I think that third base can be a little shaky. Yeah, Virginia well, Davis, that's why but... I, th- I thought they should have went in the trade package for, for Baez and Chris Bryant, because and then if they got ba- Bryant, oh, World Series, here we come. But then you look but, at the pitching, and it's like, well, you need a pitcher too. But, but, well, they did get well, – well, they did trade for Rich Hill. Yeah. Who gave a four runs yeah. yesterday. But, 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 but that's who Rich – but that's who Rich Hill is. Exactly. The Mets did they trade for pitching, but it was mediocre pitching. Why don't they just bring back Bartolo Cologne? Yeah. Uh, how old is he? Like 65? <laughs> I bet he's more usable than these pitchers that they brought in. Oh, absolutely. But I just don't like baseball is in such a very ass backwards position. I mean, football is football is hard captured. You're never going to see financial superiority from any franchise because they're all spending the same money. Basketball, I think it's all about who is willing to just to just go over the luxury tax and end up paying that 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 that, that special fee. There is a cap, but it's like you still see teams like go over that go go over that threshold. And I think in basketball, I think any team can really – any team is up for grabs. They're yeah, really, except for the Knicks. Except for – no, I think the Knicks would. It's just that they don't have, they don't have the play – the players haven't come. I'm talking about willingness to spend. The Pelicans are willing to spend, dude. The Hornets are willing to spend. They spent it on Gordon Hayward last year. Yeah. Basketball is much basketball. The competitive balance in basketball may be shot a little bit, but the capability to spend is all around equal. Every team has the ability to spend money. Every team, even the ones who were bad. The Cavaliers, if, if the Cavaliers all of a sudden say, you know, I want to bring in Kawhi Leonard, like, We'll throw, we'll, we'll, we'll offer him a, a big money contract. He probably wouldn't accept it, but, but at least they tried. In baseball, you got teams that don't even try. You've got teams that, that dump payroll all the way down to practically zero. And their teams are worth nothing. Their fans don't care. They don't come, they don't come to the ballparks. Their ratings go down the toilet. And their chances of going to the playoffs are at 0%. The Orioles have had a zero have had a zero percent playoff <laughs> chance the last like three years. That's on the owner, big time. He he doesn't spend nothing. But this is where like you get like commissioners and the league involved. You got to get some. You 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 got to work with owners here. I mean, the commissioner Ooh. works. The commissioner works for the owners, but the commissioner should still have a say at least a suggestion into how these teams are run. Just like throw it out there. Like, dude, like you're not doing this league any favors by what you're doing. Nope. You're letting your star talent go. And they're usually going to either the Dodgers or the Padres or the Yankees or the Red Sox. That's it. Mostly the Dodgers, the Dodgers take on so much savvy. They get Mookie Betts one year. Then they get Trevor Bauer another year. Now they have Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Who's next? 
<laughs> whoever is the big free agent is probably going to go to the Dodgers. Getting, they're probably going to the Dodgers. LA's just become this hot spot and where the talent want to go. It's insane. Now, the Dodgers have a very, very um, strong track record in drafting. They draft amazing players. Dustin May, Gavin Lux, Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger. These guys are all these guys are all draftees that they have brought in. Yeah. They've they've developed them beautifully. You know, to get Scherzer, they traded off their top catching prospect, Kybar. I think his name is Kyber Ruiz. Mm-hmm. I think so. He was a top, like top, top prospect. These guys have top prospects galore. And that's what good drafting does. You could bring them up to the major leagues. They're brought up the right way and they perform on the, on the major league level. Or if they're blocked, you put them into trades and you get big time players back. It's hard for dude, drafting in baseball is very hit or miss. It's not like football. No. Because in football, you see them year one. Unless you're the Jets and they just go away. <laughs> yeah, unless you're the Jets, who are for a, a historical, horrific drafting team. Horrific. Uh, they don't even get started to get me started about Zach Wilson. The first day of camp, everyone said, oh, he performed horribly. The second day, everyone was like, oh, my God. There, there are fans shouting out the, the, the training camp session where they were saying, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. Threw an 80-yard yeah. touchdown yeah, let's Elijah transition. Moore. Let's some transition over to football because this thing with the Jets, like, what was it? Um, the contract dispute. Can anybody? Can there ever be a year where like everybody is happy at training camps? Somebody is always unhappy. Now it's Marcus May's turn. Yeah, this you guy think he's going to pull a page out of the Jamal Adams book? Oh, it's coming. Oh, yeah. He said it's going to come. He said that. And you know what? Those, CMA, just like Adams. I mean, those two were tight. Yeah. Back to, like, they were literally safeties standing side by side on the field. Very tight guys. Yep. <clears throat> and now it's Marcus May's turn to be unhappy because he didn't get his money, his big money contract. And what has he done to deserve this big money contract? He's been, he's been injured. Pretty, he's been injured, but when he's on the field, he's a pretty stellar safety. The problem is, is that if you have if you have a really good year in the NFL, you just automatically think that you're entitled to big money. Such as Muhammad Wilkerson. We Mom, saw how that panned out. Yeah, he. he he did get paid, and then yeah. he forgot how to play football after that. Yeah. <laughs> but t- these guys, I'm telling you, man, Jalen Ramsey and now Deshaun Watson and, hell, even Le'Veon Bell, they they have sabotaged this league to monumental depths because now every player that has a, have one stellar season – and they're coming up to get paid, they are going to hold the power to just not play at all. And they're going to force their team's hand. It's going to happen every freaking time. Listen, man, Saquon Barkley is a great guy. 
You see, you see it all the time when he's talking to the media. He's a very nice, nice, classy kid. He's from Jersey, and he does. He, 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 he from now he. It seems like he's doing everything right, but watch until he needs to get paid. You're gonna see the dark side of Saquon come out. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say, everybody, dude. And you're gonna see it in quarterbacks, not necessarily because of pay, but because of talent on the team. Look at the Sean Watson wanting to get out. Aaron Rodgers practically, practically becoming the emperor of the Packers. I mean, forget about ownership. Or the GM Aaron Rodgers is is, is the head honcho. Yes. He basically told them, "If you don't trade for Randall Cobb, it's going to go. It's it, shit. It's going to hit the fan." So they trade for Randall Cobb. They're going. They're going to void his money after the season. They're basically saying, "Okay, we'll do one last shot at it. We'll go for the chip one last time, and then you can go." What well, What the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> It's these players, man. And Marcus May is no different. Who is he? I know as soon as he gets paid, he's going to do nothing in the backfield. He's not going to do anything. So just cut him now and just draft your safeties next year. Even though I think the first round should be used on corners and tight ends next year. But I don't know what the first round should even be next year. I don't even know what this team even really is going to do this year. Yeah, I don't know. The over-under was six and a half. That's nice. So no playoffs again. When is it going to end? What are we what are we going on? 12 years now? No playoffs? For yeah. The Jets? Pretty I much. Was, I was in elementary school. You realize that last time? The yeah. Jets were, <laughs> yeah, I was in middle school. I was in elementary school. Last time the Jets were in the playoffs. That one game in Pittsburgh, man. Who knew that it would yeah. fall to the absolute the horror show that is this that is this current iteration of the Jets where you have ownership that doesn't know a damn thing about football no general managers who just know how to fuck everything up head coaches that can't coach especially Adam Gase now we have a guy in Robert Sala who has won the press conference whoop-de-doo let's see him play let's see him call a play quarterbacks who quite honestly don't even deserve to be in the NFL. Pretty much. <laughs> My goodness. From Mark, the, Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg and then Sam Darnold and, and then Joe, Joe Flacco. And then you, now you got Zach Wilson. Like, it's been a really rough 12 years. Has it been 12 years? Yeah. If we don't make the playoffs this year, it's 12 years. <sighs> rough ass 12 years and i get that there are those jet fans they're like guys like i'm always with my team how can you be i mean i get i get that it's a rookie quarterback but i mean come on like six and a half how are we not pissed off (laughs) i mean we saw this coming no, we did. We did. And I've been saying that. They didn't do enough in free agency. They didn't address the corner position, which really gets me heated. And the tight end position is a big question mark. I think they should have traded for Zach Ertz, but what does Max know? What do we know? You know, I, you know, I heard somebody on 
on um, ESPN uh, uh, 98.7 mm-hmm. saying like, oh, let's give, let's be, let's be reasonable. Okay. Let's give Chris Herndon one last chance. Why? What? This guy Why? hasn't done anything. He hasn't been good since his rookie season. Or actually, I think it was his sophomore season. How many drop passes need to occur before we're like, all right, that no more chances. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. No, they give these players a pass. But something that I'm not liking already is the, the media with Zach Wilson. They're already saying, oh, he had a horrible training camp the first day. Where was this with Darnold? The media had a love fest with this guy. Like he was Broadway Joe Namath. I just think that Darnold was a much more highly touted prospect coming out coming out of college and the media was still at awe after his performances at USC that they were just sort of brushing off his um they were just brushing off anything he did and in the end who was right me you know I was calling for his ass to get out of here years ago he's gone now yeah well thank god and I don't care if he does well for Carolina. I don't care. That's on him because he was never going to progress on the Jets. Never was. Say, I don't care how Zach Wilson is in front of the press. How is he in the How is he in the pocket? How is he on the run? From monster linemen running at him. Like, he's going up against a top flight defense in Buffalo. And New England's defense is always pesky. And the Dolphins, hey, you know what? I saw a little standings prediction, like a uh, like a final records prediction. I, I forget from what site. They had the bill that they had the um uh, dolphins going, I think 10 and 7 or or 11 and 6, something like that, for, for second place. They had the Jets go on, I think, 6-11. and 11. What a joke. And then Six here we are, 11. Jet fans, every year buying into it. We buy into whatever plan say, they put together. And then some people say, well, that's a really great turnaround. What? <laughs> or how about when the Johnsons go, no playoff mandate. We just want to see if there's progress. Thank you. There hasn't thank been progress. From, <laughs> thank you from the season from the friggin' season ticket holders. <laughs> but man, I want to do this like little Laker thing too. Like uh, nothing really, like nothing really big to discuss with that. I mean, just well, the, well, the what do you call it? Starts the free agency starts. Yeah, and I don't know what Brooklyn's going to do. They They'll probably get another star player. Give me a star rebounder. Here we go. Here <laughs> <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> Bring me Dwight Howard. No, Dwight Howard now wants to go back to, to the Lakers. Yeah, I saw that. Why? <laughs> they already have he's not gonna play. Yeah, it's no. gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be AD playing the five anyway, so he's not gonna get on the court. Nope. I mean, they got rid of Harrell. Montrez Harrell, he um uh, went to the Wizards in the trade with for, for Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I heard that the Nets weren't even are not even like thinking about considering Washington's offer for Dinwiddie. They would offer either either Kyle Kuzma or, or um, Montrez Howell, Harrell, and um, they said 
we're not interested. They want more. We'll see where that goes. I don't know really what's considered better. I would like a, a Miles Turner, an, another big man, a guy that actually can be in the paint, who's a bully, who gets the damn boards. That's who I want, fight. too. Not this soft-ass Mitchell Robinson. He's so soft. All this guy does, he flops around, he gets injured, he, he fouls out constantly. Like, do, like, do people really think this guy is going to be our starting center for years to come? I read online he's an unrestricted free agent next year. I have an idea. You could take... You can take DeAndre Jordan off of our hands. Take, take <laughs> no. his contract. You can, you, and you can welcome back DeAndre. No, I don't want that snake. He's a snake. He's he a went, snake? I don't want to be on the Knicks anymore. I want to go and play with the with the, the Nets over there in Brooklyn. Go play with some KD, who's now yeah. the all-time leading Olympic scorer in history. Makes Carmelo's record. Makes me sick. He's the Olympic king. Such a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sick. How about all the times he goes on Twitter and just like goes after people? Yeah, I know. <laughs> goes on Twitter. Maybe if he went after people on the court, he would have been holding up his finals trophy this year. Yeah, it was an inch if, away. If he, if he went after people on the court like he does Twitter, but. Dude, they were an inch away from going to the, to the Eastern Conference finals and probably sweeping the Hawks. The team was just too beat up. Yeah. But uh, Landry Shamit's gone. Um, he got traded off during the draft just to clear up some money, you know, just get him out of here. And they're probably going to need another – they're going to need another guy to fill in Shamit's role. I heard I heard um, Brian Forbes from mm-hmm. um, the Bucks could be that guy. I heard that they're, that they're kind of like the leading contenders for, for Forbes. I was reading so, that somewhere. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, man. Like, and the Lakers just getting all kinds of interest from everywhere. Yeah, apparently Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, all over the place. Chris Paul. I mean, who? What? What else are they gonna get? You're talking about the Nets getting stars, man. Like, look at the Lakers. Go go ahead, just go to the Lakers. Well, you know what's really angering me? You know what's really getting on my nerves? And I and I got to touch it before I kill the Knicks about the whole draft class this past uh, what was it Thursday night. Which yeah. was just brutal, absolutely brutal. What a disgraceful franchise. The rumors that are going around about the Bulls getting Lonzo Ball, who I want on the Knicks to solve our point guard problems, and taking Derrick Rose back. Are you kidding me? That would be like, that would be like just literally robbing the Knicks. It would be. Like, it's like we're back to square one. Because Derrick Rose saved our asses, and now we're did. not even going to get our top free agent prospect, Alonzo Ball. Why the, who the hell wants to go to the Bulls right now? Well, they're a young up-and-coming team. You know, they've got Zach Levine. You know, it's, they're, they're just on, they're on the come a little bit. But what's your deal with, with the Knicks draft? I think the Knicks are a disgrace. I think pulling in every Knicks fan to go and watch the the team draft at the, at the Barclays Center and on TV, wasting my time sitting there until 19 to hear that they traded their pick. And then they trade back again. Again. And look at the two players. All these, these two players that they picked up, Quentin Grimes 
Miles McBride, people are making them out like they're all-stars. The Knicks especially. A great player, great pick. Well, you know what? The Nets got the better player in the draft than the Knicks. And the Knicks could have had a great player if they just sat there at 19. Oh, wow, you saved $2 million. You get $2 million in cap space for a player that you're going to pay that isn't even good because you know why? You're not getting any free agents. The Knicks, they dream like they're, oh, every free agent's coming here. We do this every year. Every year. It's the same damn crap every year with this Knicks team. It, oh, it we're going to... We're gonna compile our picks. We're gonna we're gonna save money and, and for the and it's always next year with the Knicks. Next year we're gonna get the big free agent. Oh no, it's gonna be next year. Next year I'm gonna be in a wheelchair by the time the Knicks grab someone in free agency. Possibly, maybe not. Maybe went up six feet under because it's every year. Every year, maybe. Well, next year maybe they'll go get Kyrie. Well, maybe next year they'll go get a uh, Kawhi. Oh wait, maybe in 2024, 2025, maybe they'll grab Giannis before the contract is signed there for 10 years. The same nonsense I hear, and I'm I'm just tired of it. Knicks fans should be fed up every year in this team because the draft is our only way to really build this team because free agents don't want to come here, and that's on them if they don't want to come here. Dolan was trapped in a closet this year. I think Tom Thibodeau had him tied up with an apple in his mouth. I really do. You now could say our only that. avenue is the draft, and you blow yeah. our picks? Unbelievable. They didn't even trade up. How about show some guts? Have some balls. And Scott Perry's overrated. I'm sorry. What an overrated GM. Really? Along Scott with Le- Perry Leon was the guy. Scott Perry brought in, well, helped brought in guys like like uh Nerlens Noel helped bring in guys like like yes like Derrick Rose facilitated a Derrick Rose trade bring in a guy like uh Reggie Bullock it, these guys mattered like they did but at the same time they never make a gutsy move they never make a gutsy trade they couldn't have traded for Russell Westbrook are you kidding me two opportunities to trade for him I think they would have wanted. The problem is, is that I think the Wizards would have wanted two players that you would have known. Like maybe they would have wanted Bullock. Maybe they would have wanted RJ Barrett. You know. Well, it seems as though Bullock is going to the Lakers. The Lakers are going to be very interested in him. I read so. Go pick him up, and then and then and is then he a free Bulls, agent? A, a take Derrick Rose too. Yeah, he is a free agent. That's the thing. So. I don't know if they'll, if they'll resign him, but they're going to need some three-point shooting, man, because if they lose Bullock, I mean, you're, you're not going to rely on, like, on Randall to get the threes. No, you can't even rely on him to do anything these days, apparently. So that'll That's be another story. Let's Knicks. see if his if his season this year wasn't a fluke. Because if, if you're losing Bullock, then, like, then um, um, they're, they're going to need some shooting. Now, we'll see when the free agency starts on, was it Tuesday? Or Monday. Is it Monday? Tomorrow. So, actually, we should be seeing players agree with teams tonight. Oh, really? So, that's how that's how early it, it, it goes? It usually does. Yeah, because if you think about it, remember the, when the Nets got all these players? It was announced yeah. the day before. Then Monday, they went and it was finalized 100%. So, so today, so I think it's the day to watch, watch Woj bombs. And maybe and maybe the Knicks surprise us all, and they oh, all and yeah, they, and yeah. they go out and sign, and they go out and sign Kawhi Terrence Leonard. Terrence Ross, a, why not? Ter- he's a no. He's a three point shooter. Want, he's taking the spot of Bullock. No, he's and taking you know Reggie's spot. All these 
all these all these people when it was reported on Twitter, it was hilarious. Everyone was like, oh, they're gonna trade for Terrence Raw. I don't want that guy. The guy hasn't been good in years. I think yeah, I think the only time he was Toronto. good, the only time he was useful when yeah, when he was on Toronto and you could use him in 2K13. He was a beast then, but forget about him now. What a joke. You're the fourth team in the East in the in the Eastern Conference standings this year, and you can't even pull a big player. What about DeMar DeRozan? What about one of these guys that can come over? But I'm just so aggravated with this franchise. And you know what? If this is what the Knicks are going to do with their picks, just trade them beforehand. If you're this far, if you're not in the lottery, if you're not, if you're the Knicks and you're not in the lottery, just trade your damn picks beforehand. Why are we waiting? That's the best. I think that's what I'm thinking too. It was a very odd draft where the Knicks were not in the top 10. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, well, what, what value of player are they really drafting here? Because usually like you're thinking of the next, you're thinking of like a top 10 pick. Yeah. That's just reality. <laughs> and I was, I don't know where they were going with that. I really don't Horrible. know. Quentin Grimes but, apparently is going to be the next all-star. So, which I doubt. And Miles McBride shooting. has been lighting up the Twitter feeds. They need scoring, especially three points scoring. Oh, I agree with that. They need scoring and they need they need defense down the middle. Even though their defense was number one in the NBA, but they need that center. They really need that solidified center. And I'm not talking about is Nerlens the Mitchell Robinson. Is Nerlens the well free agent? I believe he is. So well, how it, about Brooklyn does something smart and oh, they bring so, in Nerlens Okay, so Noel. you want to go snipe him from us? Oh, why not? Absolutely. Well, the Nets need a big man down low. <clears throat> They need a big man down low. I don't know. I think they are going to re-sign Blake Griffin, which would be nice. He did really well in in the um, uh, postseason. Nets need bigs. They already have a ton of scoring. They already have literally like all-time scoring. They they literally like they all just is all need, he needs a big. They need bigs. They need a center. They need a stretch four. I wish Serge Ibaka was healthy and not like having a broken back because I would have brought on Serge Ibaka, but the guy is unreliable. Yeah. (laughs) So, but let's um, deviate away from sports a little bit. I was thinking about um, 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 the movie Scream a little bit. Like, great movie. Were you watching this on Fuse yesterday? No, no, this is um, boy, how scream the series on 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 MTV? I am not gonna watch that crap fest. I am not gonna watch it. I refuse to. It's some teen drama crap, probably. I have no time for it. I don't, I'm a I'm a movie how guy. Be, how could they make a TV show off of something like that? Like, is there any sort of like Sydney Prescott connection or something to that I don't, show? I don't even know. I hope not. I don't even know. I I, I hope not. But they do the same thing with Teen Wolf. It's yeah, it's like it takes like werewolves and it's like and it's like Twilight. Yeah. It's like for like MTV. But the background story of Scream is actually pretty interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. It's like an OJ Simpson thing. And it makes sense too because OJ Simpson he influenced a lot of pop culture back in back back in the nineties. A lot of entertainment mediums took a lot of ideas from the oj simpson trial 
Yep. And the scream background story is really kind of comparable. So it's like the main character, Sidney Prescott's mother was brutally raped and murdered. Um, wasn't shown in the movie, but like it's in the background of the story. And the guy that Sidney accused was a guy named Cotton Weary who they took to court. He could, the guy was arrested. They took him to court. And it was the considered to be like the court case of the, of, of the entire year. It was huge. It was like an OJ Simpson level trial. And um, was it? And then Gail Weathers, who was um, Courtney Cox's character, stood up for Cotton Weary saying that he was innocent. But Sydney thought that he was guilty. Mm-hmm. And that's when she like wrote the book about it. And then it's when Sydney punched her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's really think about that. Like they went to a huge trial for this guy. He gets sent to jail. The guy was going to get gassed to death. He was going to get be put, he was going to get put on, he was sentenced to death. <clears throat> And then it, it wasn't him. It was two just other random people. Like it was, it was um, Billy Loomis and Stu. Mm-hmm. Like that's weird to think about. Like that's a really crazy, like if that happened in real life, like that is insane. It is. Really insane. And then of course, Kong Weary is played by the great, the great Lee Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Really great actor. If you've, if you've ever seen um, uh, uh, Ray Donovan, mm-hmm. the, the TV show, I've, I've never seen it, but I heard that, it, that it's excellent. No, I, I, I'm a but, big fan of Cotton Weary's character, and Lee Shriver does an amazing job portraying him. I, I think I, I didn't like when they killed him right, right away in Scream 3. I wasn't a fan of that. Just like what yeah. they did to Randy in Scream 2, you're killing off these main characters. In a sense, you got to, but it, a lot of fans really don't like that Randy death. Mm-hmm. It's wasn't needed, but yeah, it, it, it was always just a weird thing to think about. But we got the really, upcoming really. fifth one now in January. Oh boy, it's a reboot. Can't wait to see what they ruin, what they cancel. Yeah, t- tarnish Wes Craven's legacy, as they said. Oh, this is going to be in Wes's honor. Doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> it's in his honor. Yeah. That's like remaking uh, uh, Night of the uh, Living Dead, Insane. which they did. Yeah, which I heard in 1990. Yeah, it's it's not the, the, the 68 one to me. I'm always going to prefer the 68 one. Sorry. <laughs> and, and, and then we got the, the, the freaking disgraceful Jordan Peele coming out with which, the Candyman remake. He thinks he's freaking Wes Craven or Steven Spielberg, and everyone makes a big deal out of the guy's movie. Suck. And he's going to be planning on remaking people under the stairs. So let me get this straight. He's one of the great directors, but he has no originality. Explain that to me. He's got to remake all these movies. Well, that were Get made. Out was actually, Get Out had, had excellent originality. Yeah, it did, but it was horrible. Us, I just didn't Us like it. Was, Us was okay. Like, all right, I get it. I think his movies are, are overrated as hell. Mm-hmm. I really do. They, I do not put him in the Wes Craven category. I don't put him in the John Carpenter, any of those guys, Sam Raimi, any of those guys who made those classic horror movies, Toby Hooper. 
he's not in there. He's mm, I, I think I put Scott. Rob I think I put Rob Zombie over him. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's how much I can't stand his movies. I just don't like them. How can you remake a classic like Candyman? How can you remake a classic like The People Under the Stairs? I've had conversations about this. His movies just aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Like people, people run the oh well. Is it, is it a turnoff for people because of the racial thing? It, not to me, because everyone knows I, I lean liberal and how I feel about what white people do. You should never this America. You you should never be looked upon as racist just just because you like don't like a black director's movies or a black filmmakers like work. Yeah, that's not the point. You you can have an opinion on you can have an opinion on on somebody's art. Yeah, but it doesn't have to involve race no it doesn't and that's, the out- thing, that's the thing i've heard people say though they're like oh well people just don't like jordan peele's work because he's a, a black that's director a that's not true unless you outwardly say like i don't like his work because he's black there is no race involved or, or if you outwardly the- say that then you're racist because yeah. then you're basing your opinion off of the color of his skin yeah not by the quality of his work like it's just these it's just these 21st century especially 2021 like societal tropes that just that 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 have just wrecked that have just wrecked this world especially this country man can't form any opinion without somebody going like oh well you're a terrible person it's like what i don't like his movies leave me alone (laughs) yeah i know that's how I feel, though. I just not a fan of his movies. I'm just not. I don't like that. When you start diving into the territory of remakes, I lose all respect for you. As a, I mean, I gave him his his credit exactly. where it was due. At least he was original with Get Out and Us. It but now so- it's like now you got Candyman coming. Now you got the people under the stairs remake coming, and probably you'll probably be remaking yes. something else next year. Hey, listen, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of hip hop. Doesn't make me racist. You'd be kidding me. Yeah. I respect the hip hop genre. There's some hip hop songs that have very distasteful lyrics. But there's also some rock and roll songs that have some very distasteful lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, the lyrics in hip hop today, you can't even understand, man. And can't understand. <laughs> Plus, there's nothing wrong with giving a critique on how that sort of art is portrayed today like if you go after hip-hop today you're considered like some kind of like social outcast yeah well it's like oh like world. tupac and biggie the they've been dead for they've been dead for over 20 years it's like what like what does that mean though you're telling me that like that we have to just sit down and bow to like freaking to freaking frank to freaking like what's his name a big sean and Travis Scott, like we have to like just bow down to these bow people. Bow down to these guys, or even little Yachty and all these other crap artists that you got here. It's just little Yachty. I mean, listen, this is why I this is why I like this is why I like Post Malone. Post Malone <laughs> is very modern. Post I don't very like modern. him. You, you, you like Post Malone? Oh, no. I can because he has like his own gimmick, his own character. In the yeah, business. but you know what though? His music isn't hip hop though. That's the thing. People keep categorizing this guy as a hip hop artist. He's not. It's a little more popish. Yeah, it's you know, popish. 
you know, it's kind of like when um, uh, ZZ Top mm-hmm. went corporate. Because in the beginning of ZZ Top, they were very country, like like Texasy, like. But then eventually, about. but eventually they went to like pop music, and rest in peace to um uh, Dusty Hill, mm-hmm. ZZ Top. But um, it, it's these guys change. Uh, Metallica changed, and people kind of think that Metallica like betrayed metal by how they evolved throughout time. But it's like no one could just have an opinion on things. They can't because because you got to be careful. I remember when that movie, Call Me, Call Me By Your Name, came out. And you almost couldn't, like, say anything damning about the movie because if you did, they probably would have blamed you with being homophobic, like, because that movie is, you know what, I've never really seen it, but it's very, you know, it gives a real shining light to the LGBTQIA community. But I fear that anybody that just says like, well, I wasn't really a big fan of the movie, they're going to be like, well, you must be homophobic. Like, that's just so disgustingly bad. That's what what it's like. And everything in this country, as far as discussions and what's in pop culture, everything, you can't just say a statement because you got to have something to back it up. Because then people start thinking a a certain way about you. That's the problem with this country is that I think we overanalyze too much. We do. Plus, overanalyzation. You don't need that crap. I don't like a movie. No. I don't like a movie. And you could like Tupac and you could like Little Yachty at, at the same time. There's so much divide, man. Like, there's so much divide. The way that movies are filmed today to the way that they were filmed back in back in 1972 are just are just completely different. Yeah, and the you movies like, signed, uh, filmed back in 1972 were way better. Movies today are just horrible. I was thinking about that. You know what I was watching the other day? Have you ever seen Pumpkinhead? No, no. It's a decent film. But I was watching it the other day, and I was looking at it. I'm like, this film is better than a horror movie made now. Like, I would totally take take Pumpkinhead over Paranormal Activity. You know what? That's your thing, man. Conjuring. Do we really need that? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I know that you don't like found footage horror movies, but to me, I, I think found footage horror movies are absolutely brilliant, and they're the future of horror. Ugh. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big makeup guy. Uh, you know that I love the makeup. I love slashers. I mean, there's certain ghost movies. I mean, I, I like the others. I thought that was an effective ghost movie, but I'm just not a fan yeah. of. These paranormal movies, the the conjurings are really getting over. They're really getting played. They really it's are because they went because they're too commercialized now. The first conjuring was real scintillating horror. But then when you make sequels, it's always about well, how can we well, how can we outdo ourselves? How can we make this better than than the previous film? That's why people don't really like sequels. They don't like remakes or reboots or they will bring something back. 
because they want to keep things the way they are. Yeah, leave it that's alone. Why pe- that's why people say leave Jaws alone. Oh, and they better leave Jaws alone. Yeah. And I think they should leave Jaws alone. There's no reason to. I think that there are certain untouchables in Hollywood. I, like I've said to you before, a, a, a long time ago, The Wizard of Oz never got a sequel that was proper. They've had little, you know, they had Oz the Great and Powerful, which started with star James Franco. They had Return to Oz, which was kind of, meh, kind of, kind of cheesy, kind of crappy. But they never really went back to it after that. There's no reason to. Nobody wants to touch that film because it's so beloved. But you'd have thought Halloween wouldn't be touched, but apparently, no, I always knew it would come back. Michael Myers is too easy for them to want to to, to want to make something new with them. Once you put Buster Rhymes in that whole resurrection together, there's nothing off the record with that franchise. Yeah, nothing. But before we head off for the show, I want to congratulate you on a really incredible interview with Henry Winkler. This oh, thanks, week. man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Henry Winkler, gentle, sweetest guy, soft-spoken man. I bet you learned a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Big time, man. I love how he said, like, you know, in order to really get into acting, you got to start out in theater because that's how you learn all the mechanics and all the little all the little intricacies of 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 how acting works mm. and that's how he started dude he yeah. was in um shakespearean theater you know he really is a multi-dimensional actor he's not just the cool arthur fonzarelli that he yeah, no. <laughs> did a lot of things what was one thing that really that really surprised you from that interview probably that he he doesn't is afraid of horror movies i would say because the fact that he was in one of the greatest ones of all time in scream i was surprised yeah and he was good friends with wes craven i was surprised about that yeah uh what did well that's probably how he got the part (laughs) yeah but um did you talk about scream with him i don't really remember yeah we talked about scream yeah we talked about his scene it took two hours to film the scene where where he stabbed and you could see the, the ghost face reflection in his eye took two hours yeah. how to why did it take two hours i don't know it just they had to get the right reflection Wes craven wanted the right reflection and mm. they just got it they just kept trying and trying and trying and it took a lot did you did you ask him like like what was he getting stabbed with <laughs> like <laughs> no no because it was the knife remember yeah i mean yeah we obviously in the movie but like in like during filming like all the filming? No, I didn't even think to ask him that. Hmm. But that's awesome stuff, man. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, man. But, um, we'll, 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 we'll talk after real quick. I want to I talk real mm, quick. And then, mm. um, yeah, man, I think that's it. I think we'll be back next week. You're, you're, you, you can't do the show next week, right? Yeah, not next week. Okay, so the week after we'll do probably Saturday at 10, 15, 10 a.m.? Now let's do the uh, Sunday. You want to do Sunday, 10 a.m.? Sounds good, man. Yep. Awesome. 
All righty, man. So thank you guys for tuning in. We talked a lot of stuff. Boy, oh boy. Hope yeah. you guys enjoyed. Remember, guys, get vaccinated, please. Yes. When it's your time to get vaccinated, please get it. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. So long. So long.